0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of scene by scene the only podcast I'm Max Vanderheide. And I'm Joey Hawkins, joining you again to talk to you about movies we have long since forgotten the plots to, but we're going to try to remember them anyways. How are you feeling today, Max? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little tired, but uh, I think we're just going to power through it. (laughs) We're just going to have to struggle and slog, because this is art, damn it. This is what art is about. This is real art, and if you disagree with us, watch some of the movies we talk about, and then come back and listen
1: to our (laughs) podcast again, because we're a lot better. (laughs) You realize that it's so much better to listen to a little like half-hour podcast than it is to sit through an hour-and-a-half movie.
0: Of just absolute nonsense. Yeah, a children's movie that is made for children. Speaking of which, Max, you have the movie we're going to talk about today. Again, you have not told me what this movie is. I wish you would actually inform me before we start the show, but you insist on keeping it a secret until this very moment.
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to tell you until right now. Joey, do you remember the plot to Daddy Daycare?
0: Oh, my fucking God. Why do you pick the worst (laughs) fucking movies? Okay, little inside, little inside joke here. Before Mm -hmm. we started the podcast, Max told me he's never seen Titanic. The film, okay, James Um, Cameron's magnum opus, Titanic. We have talked about (laughs) Monsters vs. Aliens, Daddy Daycare, but we can never talk about Titanic. We'll never be able to talk about Titanic. Um, but. Do you remember the plot of Daddy Daycare? I do. Um, do that you? That was yes. That was oh. Eddie Murphy. Uh huh. And it wasn't John Goodman. It was not. I wish it was. It, we all well, we all wish oh, it was. God man, save something it, more save to talk it, about. Save it for Once a John Time. I will. Um, no, John. It was a John Goodman type, like the same sort of like fat white funny man. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, um, I relate very much to that. Um, it's just they r- run a daycare outside of Eddie Murphy's was- house. Was his friend this John Goodman type?
1: Yeah, Manny from Ice Age, or no. the guy that voiced? Was it, it was not? not Ray what, was not Ray Romano? Okay,
0: no, because I remember he was on Modern Family. The guy, the 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 buddy, Eddie Murphy's buddy. Okay, which um, which one? He was. I think he was half the gay couple. Is that him? I think Cam? so. Cam I, from Modern Family. I've never watched Modern Family. Oh, Okay, I've seen a few episodes. I know. Okay, Cam. So yeah, I, I guess it was Cam then. I think. Okay, well, we'll call him Cam then, because we'll we ca- can't just keep calling him John
1: Goodman type. <laughs> we'll that, call him uh, Cam. won't go well.
0: Um, no, it will not. So. So,
1: yeah. So, there's a daycare run out of Eddie Murphy's house. Mm-hmm. And I remember the vegetable fight. Well, we all, <laughs> yeah. They, um. And when I say I remember the vegetable fight, Joey, uh-huh. what I mean is, I remember they were in a carrot costume and a broccoli costume. Uh-huh.
0: And then they fight, but it stops. I don't know what happens. Well, do you remember why they're in the vegetable company? No. That's because Eddie Murphy, I think, plays a marketing executive. Because I think the movie tries to start off by showing him, like, super invested in his super shitty, boring job. And, like, it's, like, literally trying to sell fruit and vegetables to kids. Like, he's a commercial director or something like that. Right. So, like, I think the first scene is either, he's either in a meeting talking about, he's like, celery's delicious! And everyone's like, Eddie Murphy, this is never gonna work. And he's like, oh, shucks! or he's in like a co- commercial? Is he in a No, cuz I remember a scene where he's in a a studio and he's filming a commercial in which he's talking to like a superhero themed around vegetables. Anyway, that's beside the point. Anyway, anyway he does a boring job. He with has a boring job. food. And so like at the like halfway through the movie, once he's got all the kids gathered, he tries to do this thing where oh everyone can uh gather around and watch broccoli man and carrot man talk about their how much they love eating vegetables and that's his plan to like try and get kids more into the products i think what okay i think his kid doesn't like him really
1: do you think this I don't know movie- if they don't I don't know if it's that the kid doesn't like him, or if it's more of, he doesn't
0: have a good relationship with his kid. Do you really think cinema's daddy daycare is cynical enough to start out with a child detesting his father? Yes. (laughs) I do.
1: Yeah, because I remember there was, like, this kid, right? And he was not, like, taken care of properly at home. I think he was just ignored. I don't think he was, like... There was a neglected child? Yeah, I think d- there's was a ne- neglected child. Okay. And, like, his parents were just like, oh, I don't have time for you. I'll send you to daycare. And so he just misbehaved a lot. And he was, like, the troublemaker kid. Uh-huh. You know, there's always one of those in movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was there. But then he was like, no, it's just misunderstood. And Eddie Murphy and him had, like, a bond later. <laughs> okay. Where they were like, hey, man, it's okay. I'll talk to you, and you'll talk to me. And everything's going to
0: be all right, because you got family here. But like, how does, how does that, how does Eddie Murphy end up running, how do two dads end up running a daycare, Max? Are you saying, that, are that you saying, kooky. are you saying, Joey, yes. that dads cannot take
1: care of kids? That dads
0: <laughs> should not be left in charge of kids? Um, that's not what I'm saying. I think it might be what the entire crux of this movie relies on. In order to make sense, Mm -hmm. I think that might be one of the tropes that drives this movie forward, but do I believe that a male cannot take care of a child? No. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) moving on from you throwing me under that proverbial bus. Uh Uh-huh, you're right. How does Eddie Murphy end up running a daycare? It's like out of his house. Well, I think
1: what we have to do first is figure out what the central conflict is. Of this movie is.
0: Well, the central conflict of the movie is he's not running a proper daycare. He's just running it out of his goddamn home. Yeah, but you can babysit and have kids, like, over. Yeah, but, like, not, like, 25. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Max. I thought this podcast was about movies. I don't have time to get into the, <laughs> the fucking ins and outs of running an actual child's daycare. So. Well, no, but what I'm saying is... Okay, yeah, what, what, what are what, you getting
1: at? What is... What... Who's the bad guy, I guess? Like, what's, why is there a problem?
0: Oh, you know who it is? There's a, there's a really preppy daycare. There's, like, a really, like, high up and mighty, like, head up their ass daycare. And Eddie Murphy wants to send his kid to it, and the kid's like, no, like, they're like, no, we can't take your kid. And so, Eddie Murphy gets mad, and he (sighs) starts taking care of his kid at home. He takes care of his kid at home, and, like, like, other parents. Yeah, because he can't find another daycare. Exactly, and then but his More daycare, parents start yes. bringing the kids to that daycare, Eddie Murphy's daycare, and they the preppy
1: one is like, "This is unacceptable. We're losing money. Well, cause what we fu- have to do is shut them down."
0: Well, yeah, because they they hire people to like government people to come in and like shut them down because right. they're literally running it out of their house. It's yeah.
1: not like no no it's from I
0: think Eddie Murphy's real house. <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, camera crew showed up with a I, bunch of kids at Eddie Murphy's actual address. I think
1: that this was just, like, Eddie Murphy's way of getting some free child care. This is an elaborate scheme to dox Eddie Murphy. This is how he got away with running an actual daycare. They just said, hey, this is a movie now. <laughs> yeah he
0: just needed somewhere to put his kid and so they made a movie about him just hanging out um yeah yeah, yeah that I, sounds about right honestly I would not doubt it here's the thing okay i the government like starts to shut them down right like so linear timeline here okay we're kind of all over so the place. yeah we've been going all over the place let's Eddie, Eddie murphy's a boarding a commercial boy yeah um then it's he can't find a daycare can't find for a daycare can't get into the preppy one right so he starts taking care of his son and then his buddy um Cam Cam brings his kid over to try and like you know if you're taking care of your kid can you take care of mine mm-hmm. and then more people get word of this and start giving him money and so he starts running a daycare to like get people to come in and then he has all these kids, and the preppy school finds out. They try to shut him down, and they hire like government agents. Do government agents monitor daycares? I'm sure there has to be like I would saf- say they would because it's children. Well, that's the thing. I'm sure they have to be like safety procedures. Yeah. Why doesn't Eddie Murphy just buy some Nerf for like pool noodles and like baby-proof his house and then like make I think money? That's what he did. But like, why does then why does the government have a chance to shut him down? You're right. I do remember a montage in which he like he's putting like the fun little like plastic mm. doorknob holders on all the doorknobs and stuff. Why does why does he still get? Why do they still hound him? Well, is it just like the, I? I think
1: it's probably one of those. Well, we'll give you a week to get this place in tip-top shape, <laughs> and if you don't do that, you're going to jail.
0: Oh, and it just cuts to the montage, and then it, it's like. And oh of course, my God! How are you going to
1: do this? The all these kids, kids are dancing. I want to do it. And, yeah.
0: No, I remember that. Also, I remember the kids all having various personalities and being just gross. Well, yeah, they're kids. Kids are gross. Okay. Well, I didn't need to make any like divisive statements on this podcast. You have, today. and it's that you think Joey Hawkins that <laughs> children are gross. No, no, no. Um, I will say, however, I remember there is a scene that literally repulsed me. Um, when I watch this as an actual child, mm-hmm. in which there's a kid <laughs> who's dressed up as the Flash. He's the fucking fastest kid alive. Yeah. He's just running around dressed up as the Flash. And they, they, they um, there's a moment where Flash Kid goes to the bathroom. And you see it in all the trailers where he walks out and he's like, I missed and Eddie Murphy's like, What what the fuck's that mean, kid? And he's like, I missed. And Eddie Murphy walks in, he's looking at the fucking floors, and he's disgusted. He's looking at the toilet, the ceiling. It's just implied the whole room is covered in piss. Yeah. Like As a kid would do. As well, <laughs> I don't know. Like we've all been kids, but I've never walked into a bathroom and while urinating just helicoptered my dick around so it was on the fucking ceiling. And then put on my flash costume and ran the fuck out of there. Oh, he didn't take that off. <laughs> He pees through the Flash costume. Oh my god! No, but like, listen. This is a real problem with this child. In which later on in the movie, they try to have this like emotional moment where it's like, you don't need to be the Flash, Steve. Steve is way much, way cooler than the Flash, man. You, I want to, I want to talk to Steve. I don't need to talk to Barry Allen. I want to talk to Steve. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Steve pissed on your fucking mirror where you brush your teeth in the morning. I don't brush your teeth on the mirror. What, you brush your teeth looking- Steve literally took a piss on everything Eddie Murphy owns in the bathroom. Why would he try to, like, work with this kid? He must have been making some serious money running this daycare. He did, because I remember how this movie ends. Okay, how does the movie end?
1: It opens with him opening an actual daycare in an actual building. How? Okay. Why? Because he loves it.
0: Does he? Yeah. He's like, this is so much pissed on his more toothbrush. R- wh-
1: yeah. Why would you ever want to go into this field? Listen, Joey, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not working with children. I can't answer that question for you.
0: This is why we need guests on the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a guest on... <laughs> on the next episode, scene by scene, let us know. I'm, if you work with children, please come on and explain why you're so patient.
1: If someone could email us at uh,
0: www.y.com. <laughs> if, if you like people pissing on your toothbrush, don't get in contact with me. I don't want But if that. you can
1: explain children as that a would, concept, that would please also be great. let us know.
0: Um, okay. So, yes, you're right. Is there, like, a camp? Is there, like, a camp day? I'm not confusing this with the sequel they made daddy day camp um is that, a thing? that is a thing that's real that's real they did do that um in which eddie murphy runs a children's camp mm. you know what i will
1: say daddy Day Care the first one box off success daddy day camp failure no one watched it well
0: max yeah do you not know there's a third one no there wasn't yes there was i don't believe you there was no yeah no way there was well, a third it? one. Tell me. No, no, no. I want you to guess. If you had, like, literally God from heaven descended mm-hmm. and handed you the rights to Daddy Daycare and Daddy Day Camp, and uh-huh. you have to write the third in the, the prestigious trilogy, right. what would you
1: do? Daddy Day Camp 3, Judgment Day. <laughs> Terminator <reader> comes back <laughs> as a child to kill Eddie Murphy. Um... <laughs> And Eddie Murphy doesn't know it, so he's trying to take care of it. But shenanigans happens where this child is trying to, like, stab him with scissors and kill him. And Eddie Murphy has no idea.
0: I'm just imagining, like, a... the kid's like, I'm going to strangle you. And he's like, have a peanut butter sandwich, buddy. And he's like, peanut butter is my allergy. And then he just malfunctions. Like. There's a bunch of stuff where he's like, he like conveniently ducks whenever the
1: kid swings an axe at his head. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a child who's so got to be standing on a
0: counter. <laughs> he's like got a little step stool mm-hmm. up. That's incredible. Anyway, um, that's what I would do. What's the real answer? The real answer is they made granddaddy daycare. Or it's grandpa's. Yeah. Hmm. Which you'd think like... Is this oh, similar like- to daddy's home? No, 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 no. What you're thinking when you hear the title Granddaddy Daycare yeah. is it's grandfathers taking care of kids. Oh, right? they have to take care of granddads. They run a retirement They're, home. Oh, a senior's home. Except it's mm. not your buddy Cam and Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. No? It is Danny Trejo of <laughs> of titular films like Machete yeah. running a retirement home. Is it just him? I think there's another person, but I can't remember. Does it turn to an action movie? No. Oh. Huh. It's just Danny Trejo. Yeah, that's so I thought it would be an action movie. No. Oh. The man just had, he had some contracts.
1: Well, I guess film. he has a passion.
0: I guess. <laughs> Can we? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, mean, I need to go back. I need to go back to Daddy Take Care 3, Judgment Day. Uh-huh. I think that's the ball we need to roll down the hill and run with. Okay. Because that, to me... Sounds like a billion dollar idea. It is. We need a, We need to workshop this right here and right here and now. Okay. Is this so, the part
1: where, because we remember the plot of the entire movie? Normally, we would just like try to figure it out. But because we know it, are we just gonna? Oh, we're just gonna write the sequel. We're just gonna write. We're gonna write Daddy Daycare
0: three. This would be wouldn't it be four? I guess Daddy well, Daycare three. Granddaddy Daycare is like Pokemon Platinum to mm. Diamond and Ruby. Oh, okay. Or not... Di- whatever. So, like, that's, like, the right. whole thing. It's like the sister movie. Okay. In okay. this expanded universe. It's right. like... It's like how Ant-Man and the Wasp happens, but, like, you don't need to see it.
1: The DCEU. Precisely. Well, that's it. We can't have that, actually. Oh, no.
0: That's already a thing. DDCU. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we um, can do that. DDCCU. Sure. Yeah, that's good enough. Yeah. So... <laughs> The um, I think I've already spelled out what happens in this movie. Okay, so Skynet, <laughs> millions of years in the future. Is yeah, it... no, it's it not, was, not millions. It was, like it's 20... like... it was like 2012 in the original ones. You know what? We're yeah. going to say it's 2021. 2021. In the year 2021, Skynet that's... has taken okay, over. that's two years from now. And they realize they have all these Terminator babies.
1: Yeah, and no. They need... well, here's what happens. Okay. They can't kill John Connor okay obviously they've tried killing him many times they tried killing sarah connor many times they haven't tried killing sarah connor as a child okay because they've tried that with john connor in the second one Uh uh-huh so what they do is they say you know what a grown-ass man couldn't do it we need to disguise him sarah connor goes to daycare yeah. If we get a child's Terminator to go back and kill Sarah Connor.
0: <laughs> to like To blend in uh-huh, the vacant. To blend in. That's beautiful.
1: <laughs> then she can go and die and the Terminator <laughs> will be there. Okay. And so they send him back, but there's malfunction. Uh uh-huh. They for During this time travel thing, apparently you can't bring metal back, but they do it a lot. Anyway, because the rules are stupid and broken.
0: It has to be covered in flesh, I think.
1: Yeah, except for the times that it isn't. Yeah. So because it's not covered in flesh, mm-hmm. or it is, but it's a baby. It has a soft spot. It's a, spot. a child. It's a it has a soft spot on the side. Thank you. There we go. That's the, the flaw. babies have soft spots. It gets something mixed up, and all of a sudden, uh-oh, I'm not trying to kill Sarah Connor.
0: I'm trying to kill Eddie Murphy. <laughs> the natural progression. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I think... I think, um, it sent you're right, it is mm-hmm. sent back to kill Sarah Connor. Yeah, absolutely. And, it has to be. And, like, it ends up in the streets, and no one knows what to do with it, because it's just a baby. But it's, like, walking around, well, like... Well, you would just take it to an orphanage. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, a toddler, like, walking around naked, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And it, like... I need your clothes, your boots, and your <laughs> tricycle. <laughs> it just breaks into <laughs> a bar. The exact same scene, but it rides out on a trike. And then it, um... It pulls up at Eddie Murphy's daycare. Yeah. And he's just like... Oh. I guess this is my my ward now. He's just like, welcome. And he's like, I'm going to take care of you, buddy. And um, he gets there and he's like, where is Sarah Connor? And like Eddie Murphy's like, oh... It's still voiced by
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, of course. Yeah, his very deep old man voice <laughs> that he has now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Eddie Murphy is just like, oh, uh, Sarah actually, uh, she turned... She turned eight, so she no longer goes to the daycare anymore. And the baby's like, no, I missed it. He went too... He didn't go back far enough. But, yeah, but he's so, supposed to kill Eddie Murphy. Well, that's the thing. He's stuck in there. Eddie Murphy doesn't let him leave. He's like, we'll wait for your oh, parents to show up. Oh, he's captive. Him. Gotcha, okay. Because yeah, he, he's always like, we'll wait till your folks show up. Your parents up. have to show up. Because yeah. he kind of just wandered to his door. It's like a baby in a basket. Like, I think he should show up, like, at drop-off time, though. Like, yeah. in the morning. It's oh, not absolutely. just, like...
1: Middle of the day, it's like it drop off. It's normal. But
0: that's the thing, like if you're running a daycare and a child is still there, you can't you, leave. You can't leave. Well, no, you can't just. So Eddie Murphy, do
1: anything. you can't do anything until the child's gone.
0: Yeah, and like every time Eddie Murphy's like, "Oh, this kid's still here. I gotta call the, I gotta call the orphanage or something. Police, maybe. Uh, the baby just kills them before they show up. Or like maybe after they show up when they're like searching through the house. It, yeah, it's an action horror comedy. Like all the other Daddy Daycare movies. Mm-hmm. So, um... <laughs> I really want... this. The ending to this film... I I think it has to be Eddie Murphy going into the future with the Terminator oh, baby. Eddie Murphy is the Terminator Terminator. Wait, it's revealed that Eddie Murphy is the Terminator this whole time?
1: No. He's the Terminator for Terminators. He kills the Terminators. But he's
0: just a human? Yeah. He's just a good old
1: boy. He's just a really, really badass guy. Okay. Right? This he is kills your... this child. Okay, yeah. Well, I, you know, robot child, not like a...
0: Ro- yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah, Terminator yeah. child. He kills the Terminator baby. He kills baby. the
1: Terminator baby. And then he realizes this is a machine, and he's like, "What? what's happening? And so, we don't really know what happens. Well, maybe we do. I never well, cause really watched... because we want to set up a sequel. Yeah. Well, I never really watched any of the other uh, Terminator movies... After, the second one. Well, that's fair. Then they kind of get weird. So I don't know what happens, but in my my universe, um, he helps raise Sarah Connor as kind of like a surrogate, and then he's like a grandfather to John Connor, and he basically just trains him to be the Terminator, Terminator, the the whoever John, like the John Connor that the robots fear. I'm here. It's all thanks to Eddie Murphy, and Cam
0: (laughs) from Modern Family. (laughs) I like that ending. I like it a lot. Okay. Can I? Um, you yeah. You want to have a take on it? I want. I want to have my little crack okay. at this. Yeah. Go for it. Um. So the baby at this point in the movie, Eddie Murphy knows is um he knows he's a Terminator. Yeah. And he's so figured it out. There's a scene where they're climbing up the stairs. Like Eddie Murphy's like climbing up the stairs slowly. Maybe he's got a baseball bat trying to protect himself.
1: Then from the yeah. corner, it's got to be see- like like a children's toy. But he's. He's like, like a squeak. For, for comedy for comedy purposes. He's, he's a, carrying he's it. He's got yeah. a squeaky hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you works. watch
0: um the door at the top of the stairs slowly creak open, like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then like it he looks, nothing's in there. He's about halfway up the staircase right now. Okay. And you see just a flash of red mm-hmm. as the baby's like um Terminator's eyes light up and he just jumps. At Eddie Murphy and they fly down the stairs and like the baby's just like punching him. Yeah, he's just going at it. But like when they land, he kinda like crushes the baby a little bit. It's kinda grotesque. Yeah, he crushes his exoskeleton. Yeah, it's kinda grotesque and like reveals the Terminator bit. Yeah. And he starts to malfunction because he realizes he's in danger and he starts teleporting back to the future. Traveling forward in time. Traveling, Okay, but he brings Eddie Murphy with him.
1: Okay, so this baby is also a time machine.
0: Well, yeah, that's how. Okay. That's just the way this Terminator works. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so Eddie Murphy and this baby travel forward in time, and Skynet's like, "What the fuck is this?" And they immediately take the Terminator baby away, right? Because that's the only Terminator trying to kill him. They have no idea who this person is, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I just run a daycare," and they're, um, they're like, Skynet, "What's a daycare?" Yeah, Skynet basically uses him as a resource to get info on all human children, how to care for them, how to breed, like how to breed them. Joey, you're saying this turns list? into the Matrix? What? Are you saying that this turns into the Matrix? Maybe it does. I wasn't. Let me, let me, let me finish this first. Okay. Yeah. So like, he essentially works with Skynet mm-hmm. to raise their own like Terminator babies, and like turn them into better Terminators. While also, like, raising humans like a plantation. And then that feeds into the Matrix. And that's how this entire cinematic universe ties together. They use the people as batteries from when they're babies. Taken care of by Eddie Murphy from Daddy Daycare.
1: Man, we've just hooked together (laughs) three very successful movie franchises.
0: All into Daddy Daycare. Yeah. Which, personally, I I, think... That was the third
1: very successful. Yeah. I I think that's the the best
0: one. And then at some point, Danny Trejo shows up with his army of old men. No, this is really no country for old men, Joey. It really
1: is. It okay. never will be. Well, um, hey Max, um, that diverged pretty
0: quickly. Yeah, Max. from whatever that was going to be. Max, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, do you have a watch on you? I do. Do you? Yeah. Can you tell me what time it is? Oh, I sure can. What time is it, Max? It's time for once again a John time. This is my favorite part of the podcast. This is where we get to talk about our favorite Hollywood Johns and what they've been up to recently. Um, So, we've both been tasked with following our personal favorite Johns. Yeah. Uh, Mine being, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, cinematic excellence, stage presence beyond compare, Jonathan Lithgow. In which, he actually had a pretty good... uh, pretty good a uh, couple of days while we were uh while we were, were... Away. well we haven't recorded yeah yeah the Pet Cemetery movie still isn't out as far as I know it's also, coming out soon isn't it I have no idea oh, okay. I would like to preface that in the last video I said he plays the creepy old man yeah and my brother who is very into Stephen King mm-hmm. got very very upset with me because, because apparently he's not, he's, a old man. he's not a creepy old man he's just, he's just the old man he's just the old man okay and to which I tell him here live on the air I have not read Pet Cemetery this isn't live Please get off my back. Okay. And it is live to me. Okay. <laughs> so. Live to us, not to him. John Lithgow actually had an entire gala thrown in his honor. Really? Yeah. A John Lithgow gala? Yes. It was at the... Um, John
1: Galithgow Yeah. Gal. It was
0: It was thrown by Roundabout Theatre Company to honor John Lithgow. Wow. Who worked with them in their last um, play called John Lithgow Stories by Heart. He uh, presented a few awards... Had a delightful ceremony Mm -hmm. in this beautiful gala, all thrown in his honor in the middle of New York City. It was a big Broadway event. Many bigwigs came to come and celebrate my good boy, John Lithgow. Well, you know what? That's really
1: good. My favorite Hollywood John, as I've mentioned last week, and I will continue to mention, is John Goodman. Yes. And this week, I have realized the problem with this segment. (laughs) Yeah? John Goodman did not do anything. There is no recent news. I
0: mean, he recently d- almost drowned. Like. Joey, that was
1: like two weeks ago.
0: Okay. I probably need to recover from that.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But what I'm saying is, I can't say anything about in this section because John Gibbon hasn't done anything newsworthy. Okay. So, so,
0: how about how about this little challenge here? Okay. If either of us yeah. fail to come up with information about our favorite John, our we are go John, to a different John. We have John. to answer a trivia question Uh-oh. about a different Hollywood John. Okay. Who are you thinking? What John? Well, I'm not gonna tell you, Max. Well I'm you just... kinda have to because I gotta answer the question. I'm going to give you a question. Just you just gotta it... pull it up first. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Google it. I'm gonna find you a trivia question about a different John in Hollywood, and you're gonna to have to answer it. Okay. Max. Yes. This one's for all the Johns. John C. Riley. No. Fuck. Okay. This one is for all the Johnny Awards. All the John oh the Johnnies. Okay, here we go. Okay. What was John Ham's job throughout college before moving to Hollywood? His last name is Ham. I really, really want to say it was making sandwiches. It was not. However, that would have been amazing. That would have been great. No, he actually worked as a daycare teacher during college. Is that real? That is real. We did that not... is not wow. fake. Is, um,
1: I would is, just like to say, for everyone listening, we could not have planned this out.
0: I absolutely had no we idea this was had no this idea, was idea this was real. This is literally um, the second fact on his trivia thing on wow. IMDb, and I'm so happy it's here. We've had he a really worked...
1: big daycare John-themed episode.
0: It really is, and wow. you know what? I'm very happy for it. No, he worked as a daycare teacher during college, and before moving to Hollywood, was a high school teacher as well. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So, if The Matrix ever takes over... You know, he might be on the Target. You might
1: see uh, John Hamm, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's also very close friends with Paul Redd. That's just another friend. I mean, that's cool. I did not know that, but that's neat.
1: Yeah. All right. Now you do know. Well, I I think that wraps up uh, Once a John a Time.
0: That wraps up our podcast, really. Well,
1: actually, Joey, I think I want to introduce you to a new segment.
0: Oh, boy. You
1: see, uh, I have a source. Okay. A hidden source who knows everything about movies is he skynet is he the matrix he is not but i wouldn't be surprised if he was programming it
0: (laughs) okay what is what's going on Um, what are you getting at
1: well so what i did was i contacted this guy right we'll call him the pod (laughs) father
0: okay yeah sure as
1: to what actually happens in daddy daycare oh because i knew that we were going to be doing this yeah you didn't so i figured you know what we're going to be trying to figure this out we might as well get so some information on This it.
0: guy knows actually what happens in this movie. He
1: knows everything about every movie ever. Okay. Um. What, what does
0: he got to say about Daddy DK then?
1: All right. He did send me a little bit, so I'm going to do a bit of reading. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. You fine. good for that? Okay. I'm so, ready for a live reading. Released in 2003 at only 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> This cult classic was received poorly by critics, most likely because the film was incorrectly marketed by Sony Pictures as a comedy instead of the crime flick with a moral message that it actually is. <laughs> Way to go, Sony. No wonder your email system got hacked. For shit's sake, get on the, get on the other copywriters that work uh, that work on your upcoming Mr. Rogers sci-fi reboot.
0: <laughs>
1: what? So back to Daddy Daycare. Or... Double DCs, as the cultists refer to it as in their uber chat rooms. You gotta love a cultist. Alright. You ready to get into the plot synopsis here? Yeah, go for it. I'm so here for this. Go for it. The plot is fairly straightforward. Two men, played by Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood, whom the critics reluctantly agreed delivered remarkable performances as young fathers, established a daycare service to look after the children of their employees who are occupied each day delivering parcels all around Los Angeles. <laughs> the daddy of this title is El Chapo, a well-known Mexican businessman who makes a brief cameo in the film as a, as a bricklayer. What? What? When all the parents are arrested in a coordinated bust by the FBI for unpaid parking fines, Freeman and Eastwood release their realize their parcel distribution network is in trouble, and decide to pack the parcels into the children's backpacks oh and handle god. the deliveries during the daycare no. outings. What? The kids have adventures. The parcels get where they need get where to where they are most needed, and the two young dads earn sufficient money to give Los Angeles's mayor enough to cover the parking fines of their employees. Oh
0: my god! And that's
1: it. Always park between the lines. Why would a film critic not agree with that?
0: my god!
1: So, we were wrong.
0: Yeah, I guess we were wrong the whole time.
1: I guess we don't know anything about Daddy Daycare after all.
0: I guess if you listened all the way to however long this podcast comes out, Uh, you've wasted that much time of your life.
1: And, you're that much wiser for the experience.
0: Well. Well, everyone. (laughs) Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope you learned a bit more about daddies and their daycares they run within remember uh check your milk before it goes bad you don't want any lumpy milk thank you all so much uh max would you like to hit us with that um little zinger we do at the end of every single show i would but you already did it and that zinger is check your milk before it goes bad you don't want lump of milk we're done